The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. For a lot of people, there will be joy this summer because they, the schools have uh, closed largely, and that means that you get to spend time with those children that you went to all of the trouble of creating. For others, they'll be thinking, What am I going to do with these children that I spent all the time creating? So, we have advice in the form of Tina Regan and her husband, Jarlath Regan, both of them uh, co hosts of Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid. Um, first of all, for just let's get some things on the record. Between you, how many children do you have? Well, we only have the one. You only have the just, one. Okay, that's just fine. The one. But here's just a better fine. question, Anton. How many kids have you taught or helped over the 20 years oh. that you've been in the business, well, Tina? That's hundreds. Probably hundreds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, just the one. As a, your professional role being? Um, early years teacher and a behavioural teacher as well. What's yeah. early years is what age? That's Well, that's um, anything from like one to six. Oh, yeah. Essentially, everything hinges on you. There are success yeah, in yeah, life. The yeah. interventions that you <laughs> yeah, make, it either works or not based on now, that. Actually, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Uh, it's super important years, all right. <laughs> so you are then in the perfect position to judge his quality as a father. Is he any years? Anton, she's taught me everything I know, which was nothing to begin with. Yeah. And uh, look, I've been there and I, would, I was flying blind like so many parents. I always think it's funny that you leave Ikea with a set of instructions uh, for whatever piece of furniture you're going home with. But you leave the hospital with a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> and and what's amazing look. is how quickly you leave the hospital. And it's not yeah. like they say, look, you're going to be here for the next three or four months till we get a look at you. Yeah, yeah. Like, there you go. like later that get. day over yeah. in the UK. Is yeah. it later yeah, that day? it's unbelievable. Off you go. Yeah, Deal here's with a that. new human being. <laughs> get to it. So had you had much experience of newborns or was it early years? Um, not so much newborns, but yeah, early years I've been in for like So 20. did the newborn experience, did it bring any surprises you weren't expecting? I don't think anyone's prepared for the newborn experience, yeah. yeah. You think you just have to trust your mommy gush when... Yeah, none yeah. of them are the same. None we of them are the same. We had a very tricky newborn experience. Yeah. So, you know, we do get people emailing the podcast who have been through that trauma at the start, mm-hmm. who are now super anxious, the way we were, yeah. about everything possible, possibly going wrong. And worry, am I going to break it? <laughs> am yeah. I going to wind up back in hospital again? So that's... Oh, know, and every bump and scratch, you think, well, that's it. That's, yeah. that's that, them ruined for life. Yeah. Fundamentally fail. Yeah. And we started the podcast so that these parents would have somewhere to go where they wouldn't be judged. And yes. they, we could help them laugh about it and get everything back on yeah, track that's again. That's the centre of the whole thing. And it's thing. all anonymous, so they don't have to worry about anyone ever knowing exactly. that they emailed in about their child. <laughs> <laughs> what is the point of paying attention to other people's parenting if you're not judging them? That's the only <laughs> enjoyment of the whole thing. So if the children, if what, what age is, is yours now? He's 12. Oh, he's 12. Yeah. Oh, fine. So that's, that's yeah. largely self-contained. Well, he he's ready to move oh, he, out. He told us he's fully grown up now. When he oh, fully grown up man, he, he said the other day. Fully grown up now, Mum. Yeah. Finished school yeah, the other he's day. He's back. <laughs> yeah. Andy, have you got him a gainful employment at this point or are the child labour laws still preventing that? Working on it. <laughs> so for the earlier stages, the people who find themselves now with the five-year-old, the six-year-old, the seven, the eight-year-old, and up until now, school has done that wonderful thing mm. of, of mm-hmm. keeping them, educating them and tiring them out a lot. Yes. What advice have you got? Well... I was just saying to Jar during the week, we're getting so many emails in from parents who are completely frazzled and panicked about how are they going to fill these days. And then I was thinking about it and when we were doing the podcast this week, I was like, well, what are the tips I can give these parents? And mm. I think there's three main tips that we forget to do with our children. So we actually end up getting to enjoy them during the day. 
kind of informing them, letting them know what plans we have, what's on our mind, what to expect. We kind of lead and forget to talk to them about yeah. anything that we're going to do and then wonder why they're so surprised yeah, or out or of Yeah, or why they, they throw a, a tantrum yeah. over, we're doing this now. You never told me we're yeah, doing that. you know. I'm in the middle of this. All the time. How can you Okay, not? well, let me down this advocate then. <laughs> Surely the downside of that is you say... Tomorrow, next week, this afternoon, whenever it might be, we're doing X nice thing. Yeah. What you have now destined yourself for mm-hmm. is all of the intervening time being, are we there yet? Are we going? Well, when are we going? That's so why tip going? number two, though, sorry oh, yeah. to interrupt you there, is the visual planner. The calendar is a must for the summer. You need to get something up on the wall where they can visually see what is happening? What are they looking forward to? What are, when's movie night? When are they going to the park? It can be just little things, but children will be excited about it because it's just time together. It's a game changer. Yeah. And then also it shows them the passing of time and it's still in their mind's eye that they're going back to going school. Going back to school. Exactly. Because sometimes they forget that they, there is an end. <laughs> Ally, you're 12 year old. I'm, I'm ready yeah, for work. Yeah, and you yeah. need to prepare them for that too because it's so exciting to be under summer holidays. But then that's gone. So mm. just, you know, showing them we've got loads to look forward to and then within that they're seeing that, oh, and there's the day I go back I to lo- school. I love this, yeah. Anton, because I definitely was a kid who thought, got the keys at the city now, school's out, throw the school bag in the river, never going to be back (laughs) there again and I did find a kind of a morning setting in in the final week of the holiday because you hadn't visually prepared and mentally thought about what's coming and as you say as you said in the intervening times there's this are we there yet are we there yet it's not happening because it's on the wall yeah they know where it is the other thing about the morning there there is a unique feeling of when you walk into a shopping centre as a child and you see the first back to school sign and it's usually about a week and a half after you've left school yeah it's unbelievable it should be legislation against it Anton and even that should should be be popped up on the calendar too when are you going the Mm. uniform shop when are we going to prep for yeah when are we starting that prep you know it is just about calming them down a bit isn't it and being respectful to them knowing what's happening too you know yeah. We do forget to inform our kids. You're not so sure. Well, no, I have another theory that I want to run. My, okay. Edward Hayden agreed with the theory of mine now, so I'm on a roll. I'm going to keep them coming out. I was watching a documentary on, I think, Papua New Guinea some time ago. Okay. And there were a group of people pounding a tapioca palm. And out of it comes sago, which is, it looks like wallpaper paste. And sago is the staple food. And every now and then when they would be pounding the palm, out would come a grub about the size of your thumb mm, moving. Delicious. The kids lived on the sago. <laughs> And a real treat was the live grub. Oh, wow. Oh my God. I remember looking at this thinking, I think in the Western world we're putting in too much effort. <laughs> oh, that, that was so If kids higher. can be happy with yeah. Sago and yeah. with a, a live grub, but Anton, are this, we setting the bar too high for This is house? the other thing. Yeah. I obviously, like you, write for the Sunday Business Post every second week. This week I wrote about what we're talking about here, which is the dads who are now on holidays who, and I'm not generalising, but a lot of dads think my contribution to this holiday is being here and playing yeah. football with these kids because the bar was lower, right? Yeah. The bar was lower. Your presence was enough. I don't, I knew my dad worked through the summer mm-hmm. and that if he was there, it was a bonus. But you're right. The bar has gone up. And oftentimes I feel that a lot of dads, and we do get most of our emails are from Yeah, dads we get a lot of dads getting in touch with the show. Who, yeah. who feel this pressure to be more than the previous generation. Yeah. And that can come with an anxiety too. They might need their own visual calendar. So Tina yeah. has a few tips for but, yeah, getting well, involved and being a team. In because this that is my third tip is that you got to be, if you have someone else in your household, a partner, you got to be united and you got to have made the rules together on what you expect from your kids. And mm. then you got to bring your children together. I love these little 
team meetings yeah. and you tell them exactly what's going to be allowed and what's not going to be allowed mm. this summer. And you talk about it with fairness and ask them, let them think they have power. Sorry if any children are listening. <laughs> <laughs> sorry if any. Let's just give them the illusion so, of yeah, control. But sorry if they're listening, but you do need to do that. Let them suggest something too and, you know, take it in. Nothing, nothing wrong with tricking no, your no, kids every no. now and then. <laughs> you know. What do you do when you trick... <clears throat> <laughs> what do you do when you make a suggestion to your child? And now let's tiptoe through this carefully given the age groups that may be listening. Okay. What do you do when you make a suggestion to your child and the child, and sorry, when your child makes a suggestion, you say, no, whatever that is, you're not having it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they say, I'm going to go to a higher authority and call in Tooth Fairy and or Santa. Um, wow. Wow. That's a very clever child. Well, I would just never say no straight off. I would, ju- I would never say no. I'd say, that's a great idea. Let's think about it and put yeah. it let's down. put it in the suggestion yeah, box. Let's, I'm going to think about that. I'm going to talk to your mother or your father this about is, it and I'm going to come back like, to you. Does that work? This, this is forget. a game changer. Tina's been giving this tip to parents on the podcast for you months. You don't need to say no. You don't need to shut it down. No. And honestly, that is the source of loads of tantrums. It's like, you know, absolutely not an X through it. Yeah. Just say, okay. You could say, I love it. not a bad idea. I love that idea. Let's throw it around. We'll knock it about and yeah. see if it works. And then they you know, forget. At so some not, point, they may get wise to you. just follow you around no, for forget. the rest of your life well, repeating it until you give Sometimes they're an so shocked that you listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we yeah. don't listen to our kids. Yeah. And so they're just happy with that mm. and they'll walk off and they'll, they might forget or maybe you'll think about it and you might come back with an alternative, yeah. you know. And you then also that's now have fairer. leverage. You yeah. know what they want. Yeah. Dina's told me this as well. It's like, you know, right, that's what you want. Let's see if you can work towards it. Yeah. Now. I remember reading, I can't remember what it was, I'll get it wrong, but it was an author, I think it was. And she had a strategy for how to deal with her children, which I still think was genius, which was she would sit out in the back garden reading her books in the summer. Yeah. And she would keep beside her a bucket of cold water (laughs) and a face cloth. Right. And any child who wanted to ask a question had their face washed before they were allowed to ask the question. <laughs> so they only came up with stuff that really mattered. Because, yeah. you know, you're going to get your face washed. But what she used there is really good because it's a distraction. Like, I mean, sometimes we forget. You can distract your child yeah. at any time. If they ask you a question, you can just redirect, redirect them. Just yeah. distract them, get them busy doing something else. You don't have to come in mm. with a negative to a kid. You can just... Yeah, oftentimes you treat yeah. their request like their actual formal business request yeah. and you forget that they're tiny. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> they're going to forget. We're so no, stressed but, out What you're too. saying actually is that you treat them like you are a third party call centre. You say, <laughs> that has been filed. We'll put you on hold here <laughs> You have minute. a number <laughs> and at some point we'll get back yeah, to you. Yeah. Well, well, what's it, wrong with yeah. that? Like, think about the amount of whims you have at that mm. age. Like yeah. the amount of things that get asked for, as you say. I want this thing. I want to mm. do this thing. I mean, something else, something shiny appears. They're little Donald Trumps. They're on to the next <laughs> thing. <laughs> Sorry, Tina, I, I cut across you. You wanted to come in there. No, no, it's just like that. You know, just them feeling like they got listened to is really important. Yeah. yeah. So I would never, ever, ever know it. I'd always either say, I love that idea. I'm going to think about it more. Or I'd just redirect them somewhere else mm. and bring them off and distract. Where do you stand on boredom? For children, because I notice a lot of parents think that they are their kids' ends officers. Like it's, you know, an elected position yeah. that I have to keep you entertained yes. all the time, yeah. as opposed to clean and not dead. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And you know that there's parents listening to this in cars right now, outside the holiday home going, I just need 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. away from that. And Tina, you could answer this better. That yeah. like, is, is boredom and actually being forced to create your own entertainment a healthy thing for your kids? Well, I think you do need to think 
think through the day and have activities planned for your child. But do you mean when a child says they're bored? No, I don't you know that sort of sense of yeah. if they're not going immediately from GAA yeah. to football, yeah. to dance classes, to the next party, yeah. to the next, as in, I can't leave the child unactive yeah. for 45 minutes. Well, it's really important to build that then because a kid, a child should be able to entertain themselves for a little while. It's healthy. They need to know how to be by themselves and to be mm, happy. Without a screen. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Ideally. And to play and to yeah. read and draw. These things are really important for them. Lastly, Tina, how much of this applies to husbands? <laughs> well, that's why we came up with the show. <laughs> <laughs> this is it, though. Like, and honestly, the, the team thing that Tina mentioned yeah, is it's so at the centre of how you're going to survive the summer yeah. with them in the house. If you're lucky enough to have a partner in there. Yeah. If you're getting on the same page, yeah, you need to a couple be clear. of things, Anton, really quick. Never, ever say to your partner, as the, for the dads out there during the summer holidays, under no circumstances are you to turn to her during the day and go, when's dinner? <laughs> <laughs> on that critical note, <laughs> Jarlath and uh, Tina, thank you both very much. That is Jarlath Regan and Tina Regan, co-hosts of Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, uh, the podcast. And... The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.